0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Uh, This is Straight White Whale. We are churning them out and it's going well. Before I get into it, I want to thank Merchant City Medical for sponsoring the podcast. Um, we do sponsorships and blocks, so this is the last time that they're sponsoring the podcast. So thank you very much, Troops. Uh, Merchant City Medical is a, a place that you can go and get cosmetic procedures done. You can get liposuction, Um botox you can get fillers and you can get hair transplants i get a hair transplant there as you will probably know um if you're like me a kind of middle-aged young guy that's you know lost your hair through stress or you've just went naturally bald get in touch with merchant city medical um the guy's name's paul he's a good guy um I'm not earning money for this, they're covering costs for the podcast, so it's not like a, a weird pyramid scheme or something. <laughs> I got a product off them, I'm happy with the product, and I'm telling you, if you want it done, go and get it done. So Merchant City Medical, it will pop up on the screen, get in about it. And you can even get an injection into your banger pole for better erections. Does it make your bobe bigger? I don't know because I never got it done, but yeah, I hope he, no.
0: They can't perform miracles. <laughs> 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 they can make it
1: hold but They can't make it bigger. Aye, they don't do anything about micro penises. I'm afraid.
0: <sighs> That's me scuppered. Did they, can they do anything to like you know stop you for shitting your pants? Like I get so <laughs> many messages, mate, about shitting myself. Like last week on last about week's that story. Aye, mate. Aye. Try to shame me. I've got no shame, mate. I that, respect you though. That happens to you
1: as well. Here, I trust. I. I trust cunts that talk openly and honestly about that stuff. See, when somebody that I don't really know tells me a story about them shitting their pants, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I could fight with him to. He's beside me in the (laughs) trenches, man. I trust that cunt. Um. So, (laughs) was this episode twelve? I think. I think so, mate.
0: Aye. Right. Okay. How have you been, Paul? How's your week? I've been good, mate. I've been very good. I did the Bams to the Slaughter event on Friday night for the Bold Ravy Davy TikTok. Extraordinaire. yes and um, doing at the fairfield and govan um it was an experience um but i have been busy 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 um but uh loving the reactions to the podcast as i was i was saying to you the other day in voice notes we should really promote this podcast yeah <laughs> if there's anything uh funny today um
1: let's clip it up and uh we'll we'll start doing that shit because mm-hmm. uh, 'cause I'm surprised with it. I'm not surprised because we've been working hard, but it is nice to uh, get some positive feedback. Even last night I did um a gig last night and as I was sitting in the crowd, um there was a few Twitter followers there. Right. And they were like, We're loving the podcast, man, and I'm like, No way. You just come here and you sit and you talk shite for like an hour and you don't expect people to say it, but I've started promoting it at gigs as well. When I finished the gig on stage, I say, listen to my podcast. Oh, superb, so, mate. Love that. Uh, I think it's doing well,
0: mate. Do you find that strange, meeting Twitter followers?
1: It was weird because there was a girl there with a boyfriend last night and I was like, I know her face. And, uh, was that a good wank? <laughs> I, <laughs> um she, I, she, I can't remember her name. She was a good, good lassie. But what was weird about her? Just because I was like, who is that? And then I was like, no way, that's Twitter. Mm. Because it was just because she was Twitter. Right. And uh, a journalist guy was there that,
0: for Twitter. Right. I find it quite strange. I mean, I don't have the following that you do. I'm not... A, you're, you're a celebrity, I would say. A local celebrity. Z-list. Z-list Glasgow celebrity. Yeah. Like Screech. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Scottish Screech. <laughs> Mate. I'd take that, man. Yeah, I'd take that. Saved by right. the bell, mate. I fucking love that shit, but I don't have a following, so I don't really get it that often, but sometimes I do get it. I find it quite strange meeting people that, especially people that you've spoke to on the internet, like yeah. you have like, a bit of an interaction. I've get, I've seen a couple of people and they've done that awkward, stare straight ahead, stare straight ahead, like you're you're like, you fucking spoke to me just be like, ah, all right, big man, there's I nothing know. that weird about it, is there? One of them, is I'm going to out on one of them, is that Fitz, Fitzy? Aye. And he comes in here and does a podcast now and, and I've never actually spoke to him and um, about this. But there was one time maybe about four years ago, I was walking down Circle Street, he was walking up Hill Street and it was he was looking, he had that pure, what's that called, thousand yard stare? Yeah. that He was deliberately trying not to look at me, it was like a pure intense, don't look at him, don't look at him.
1: Uh, for the fault, uh, for people that are listening, Fitzy's a Scottish guy that does a podcast as well, just in case anybody's wondering. But I have seen that as well. I've mm -hmm. been in Tesco and stuff. No, even with Twitter followers, but I've like people that I've worked with or people that I've seen in school. I've noticed that a few times and Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I take that as a proper insult though. Like, a few times I've been standing there in my head, like, are they fucking serious? Mm -hmm. So um, I've unfriended people over that shit, mate. Oh, really? Aye. What, what, What upsets you about that? I'm just like, it's so comical. I'm like, why are you thousand yard staring me it's so blatant that Uh i'm here just give a fucking nod do
0: you know what i mean i think you're staring ahead no blinking you can't i i think that people get that social anxiety i don't think it's you it's them i think that when they do that it's more of a am i gonna need to stone and stop and talk to this guy no realizing that you can go all right, Don, And you'll just yeah. be like, all right, pal? And you'll just walk away. You don't need to stand and, you know, yeah.
1: connect. Don't get me wrong. I judge it by each situation. If I know the person is quite timid and stuff, it's cool. But uh-huh. if it's somebody that's like a mate or somebody that I know, I'm like, that's you're different. gone, you
0: can't. Aye, that's jump. different. Do you want a cautionary tale? Um, I went into Tesco. This was years ago when Facebook first launched. Maybe after two or three years after Facebook first launched, and I seen a guy and I was like, "Oh, went to school with that guy. And I was like, all right, mate. And he just looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. And I realized that it was somebody that I went to school with boyfriend. Oh, no way. And I'd seen so many photos of him on Facebook that I felt like I fucking knew the cunt. I'm like, all right, I'm sure I said his name as well. I'm sure I was like, all right, Stephen. And the guy's like, who the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Hi. Ah, shit. I got that last night with the girl for
1: Twitter, mate. I got that fair boyfriend. The boyfriend doesn't. I don't know if the boyfriend's got social media, right. but every post she puts up is pictures of her dog or pictures of her boyfriend. Right. I was like, "All right, mate," and I was like, oh, "I don't think I actually know him." But <laughs> he was. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was brand new. He loved the gig and stuff. So Probably when he fucking had a wank. But Don Connell said all right to me. The Scottish Screech said all right to me. I got that with a taxi driver as well. Anytime I wear glasses, mate, I get spotted. See, as soon as I'm wearing my contact lenses, nobody knows who I'm There's Robbie. Hi. <laughs> <Aye. laughs> the taxi driver's like, ah, so what do you do as a job? And I was like, oh, I used to be self-employed, but now I'm kind of just trying to ease back into things. And he's like, "Ah, Bobby!
0: So there you go. Thunder cunt. Aye. Thunder cunt? Aye. You never was, heard that before? No. Just a great insult call every taxi driver that you ever get to meet a thunder cunt at least he wasn't saying horrible
1: racist and homophobic jokes that's normally the black cab taxi drivers <laughs> i'm but not like, racist but uh, you did the son. what about this one two black guys and a jew walk into a bar and you're like no <laughs> oh here <laughs> see fucking Whoopi goldberg get cancelled no oh a couple of days ago i, I love ghost right Patrick Swayze, what a fucking film, man. Amazing film. I'm obsessed with the film for some reason. Always reference it. See the goblins that come out of hell and grab the baddies and uh-huh. drag them to hell and all that. I love that shit, right? See the cunt on the train I all. Get off my train. Mm-hmm. I, I love that guy. I want to pals with him.
0: Right. He's so, a legendary
1: actor, that guy, isn't he? One of these cunts that have got like a uh, hundred credits. And it's all weird characters. Right. So anyway, I was watching Ghost (laughs) the other night and I said, Whoopi Goldberg is sexy as fuck in Ghost. There's a couple, see when she was younger, I thought she was a bit of a babe, right? Right, Um, did you? Aye, aye. Nice. Fuck it, man, I'm greedy. I'm a greedy boy. (laughs) About (laughs) Whoopi. So... uh, (laughs) Um I was like a Whoopi Goldberg man, sexy as fuck. And literally, um maybe fourteen hours later, she was on the view and she said she basically rubbished fucking six million Jews died with the Nazis. Holocaust? Yeah. She rubbished the Holocaust. She was saying that it was getting nothing to do with race or Jews. Something along those lines, right? Okay. You'll need to check this on your phone for me. <laughs> right go on so she 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 basically said it's got nothing to do with jews it was bad natured people like the nazis and everybody in the view was like no it's got to do with jewish people it is jewish people it's anti jews and it's racism and she's like no it's not but she released
0: that. the holocaust isn't about race no it's not about race um yeah, so but it she said, but it's about white supremacy, it's not about the Jews and the gypsies. So somebody's aye, so basically what they're saying is, but if it's yeah, she's right, they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're bad people that hated people because of their race. Yeah. Like, how can you say that the propaganda that went about in the in Nazi Germany and the clear hatred for jewish people you know six million of them died what was that about then yeah what was that about like that's weird it's weird isn't it she came out and she apologized and
1: she she said it should have been both but uh, I just found that quite comical cool, how I was like she's sexy fuck man and then I picked up Twitter the next
0: day and I was like what? She's pure cancelled you're I, like the pure any, you mentioned Betty White <laughs> you mentioned Whipping Goldberg. <laughs> who's next mate don't tag me in a tweet on man I'm like fucking <laughs> Oh man, touch wood, you know. But uh, fuck's sake, mate. I mean, I'm I'm still a wee bit perplexed as to how you find Whoopi Goldberg sexy. I mean, obviously she's an old woman now, but- no, even back then, I mean, and also, mate, you day realise that- what was her character's name in Ghost? Dunno. No, fuck. Um, she would be called Water Therapy. She'd be charging cunts to go up to fucking the Hudson <laughs> New York or whatever and take a dip. How? Because it was on New Age shit. Oh, she was no like a way. mystic, wasn't she? She Aye. was, she was a psychic, a medium, like all that sort of stuff. Um, mate, Ghost was. Do you remember when you were? A, see, when I was a wee guy, underneath the TV cabinet, Odamay, Oda no. Oda Brown. Sorry for right. cutting in. No, not me. at all, mate. Underneath the TV sat. Underneath the TV cabinet sat all the VHSs. you Were you the same? You are a wee guy. We had like. 20 videos that get played on repeating ghost was one of them so i know that movie inside fucking out yeah although i was just about to say i could almost tell you the code for the bank account that the cunt steals, but I couldn't, I couldn't do that, but...
1: That's how many times you've seen her. <laughs> Aye
0: mate. Well, it's a great I... movie
1: though, it really is. Cause she used to do stand-up comedy, so see if, uh, maybe... There's a picture of her online, I think she might have been 21 or something, see when she's that age. 21
0: to like... Jumping Jack Flash sort of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she was a babe. Right. And I'll die in that hole. Well, got... <laughs> in that hole. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh On that shit. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Darn are you alright? That's the best um, the best way to go. But um what's your favourite Whoopi Goldberg movie then? I tell you what, um I'll need to Google this, right? So I think it's
1: pretty common knowledge that Whoopi Goldberg has went down the odd path recently she seems like a a person that's probably been in hollywood too long mm-hmm. her head's fucking fried a wee bit and i can't remember the last good film that she done but i'll tell you this fucking her um hilarious movie that she's done right it was with charlie sheen and it was a 9-11 movie right <laughs>
0: <laughs> what charlie was... sheen and whoopi goldberg were in a movie about 9-11 yep
1: and it was only out in 2017. Oh, mate! It's called Nine Eleven, right? I remember this. Aye. And I'm trying not to bastardise this, right? But it is like Whoopi Goldberg stood up on the set of The View with her clothes on, right? Her normal clothes and walked on to this fucking film set and just done a film with Charlie Sheen right. about 9-11. Now, I'll watch anything. I love movies. I love films. That's my shit. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck is this? Because Charlie Sheen even looks at his right. box as well. It's got well, a 20% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 4.3 out of 10 um, IMDb view. Basically it was a it was done by a director called Martin Um Gulley, I think. He is God, what is he? Two seconds. Basically he was a guy that got his first big break in Hollywood and he was obsessed with I want Charlie Sheen and I want Whoopi Goldberg. So I right. think in his mind he's thinking 30 years ago <laughs> i to say in his mind it's 1995
0: Aye, because charlie sheen before he what was first, hot was shots amazing hot shots mate hot shots part Two is one of the funniest movies i think ever created and i i really i really liked charlie sheen i love like uh wall street's a great movie amazing unbelievable um and then that's serious and then the hot, hot shots I mean, the bit, the bit in hot shots where they're fucking, they're doing the ramble hang, they're wrapping these hands and, and then they go and it's like the toffee and it's like the fucking M's, not mate. Yep. Parody. Where have they parodied? Where's Naked? Where are the parody movies? Where's Naked Gun? Hot Shots. There was like this real time in the 90s where all these parody movies were fucking amazing. But I, tell me the premise of this story. Let, spoiler it. Fuck it. Cunts only going to watch it. Let me hear what happens in this fucking movie. And see if you do watch it.
1: Smoke a joint close your curtains and get aeroplane mode on in your mobile phone and you'll be like wow on the morning of 9-11 a messenger a messenger sings happy birthday to his daughter a billionaire argues with his wife in a divorce hearing a maintenance man begins his day and a young Russian why the fuck is a Russian in this? decides she's breaking up with her sugar daddy okay when the first plane hits the World Trade Centre, these five elevator passengers find themselves trapped, forced to band together. They fight against all odds to escape before the before it happens. Right. Now there's a scene in it, right? I'm not even gonna say spoiler alert. This is why you should watch this. That the cable in the the elevator snaps and Whoopi goldberg and charlie sheen is in this lift right so see as the elevator is falling to the ground at god knows what speed mm-hmm. now i think this is what happened because i've not seen it in years right charlie sheen tells Whoopi to jump with him <laughs> so as it's falling to right. the ground Charlie does this mission impossible thing, right? Is he floating in midair? He's floating right. in the, zero gravity. Zero gravity. Right. And it's me. him and Whoopi Goldberg holding hands together, they're to f- fucking going against zero gra- gravity in this elevator. And I, at that point,
0: I was like, ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from the fact that because of the weight of the lift and how we are absolutely nowhere near as heavy, you, if the lift was to fall, you would just hit the roof. Yeah. You would be glued to the roof until it hits the grunt and then you would turn into liquid as yeah. you, like, hit the fucking floor. But he was, like, floating in mid like they were in some sort of, like, zero gravity thing in an aeroplane, like, controlled falling. And then he said, jump. How do you jump when you're floating Yeah, mid And plus he looks like he's got a mixture between uh, having a
1: come down, chain smoking, he's got fucking cocaine sweat coming off his hepatitis uh,
0: aids he's he like, everything
1: mate mate what is happening here but uh, so
0: basically I... this guy spent all the money on the actors and had to shoot this full movie in a lift mm-hmm. so that it could pretend that it... how many floors up in the world trade center Do you know i can't really remember much but i remember i'm gonna watch this mate. you ever
1: watch a shit film right i caught a I copy and pasted the internet movie database link and I just chain messaged it to everybody, like, you need to watch this fucking film. I can't believe how shit it is. Right. It's just mental how shit it is.
0: What is your w- best, worst movie? Mm. Do you want me to tell you about mine while you have a think? Yeah. When I was a wee guy, I went to air butlins uh-huh. right is that craig tara i'm not so well, sure whatever butlins doing it l and moving we into the town center and we went to wh smith and they had like a pure 99p basket for old videotapes and there was <laughs> a videotape in it called the outlaw of gore oh my god right right and it's about this sort of young like he's supposed to be sort of preppy geeky school teacher who is finds a ring. If I remember rightly, somebody dies like a grandparent dies and leaves him a ring and he's <laughs> driving in his car and it's in a thunderstorm and the ring starts to light up and basically gets transported back to this other well, gets transported to this other dimension. That's kind of like Conan. Yeah. And a very, very drunk Oliver Reed is like <laughs> the king of this dimension. And this guy needs to like find his courage to like, overthrow this guy but he takes his clothes off and he's a tank so like, you can tell from the start seeing as an adult i remember going back and watching it on cinema like the mm-hmm. cinema in the uh fire stick and sort of going I can't believe I, I when i watched this as a guy i kind of believed that this guy was like geeky because yeah. i can clearly tell that he's just got a pair of glasses on <laughs> like he's a fucking tank underneath <laughs> that hang <laughs> me but it's called the outlaw of gore and they've clearly like <laughs> shot it on the set of like, life of brian or something that's like terrible but the funniest thing about it is how fucking really terrible Oliver Reed is in this movie and how fucking piss drunk he is all the way through it. He's just sort of looking glazed over, you know, like just sort of sitting on a horse, pure... Improvising, uh, probably. Uh, kind of like what he was in... What was the one that he died?
1: Uh, Gladiator.
0: Gladiator, see the way that he is in that? Sort of like... Yeah. A pish guy at a bar try to be serious, like um like when a junkie tries to be serious and you can pure spot it a mile away.
1: What was that film called again?
0: The Outlaw of Gore. Right, okay. Right, so... let me let us compare how much uh, how bad IMDB thinks it is, right? Versus your one. So what was the what was the nine eleven rating? Six point no five point eight, did you say? Four point three. Oh fuck. And it get twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The Outlaw of Gore. Oh, it's not even coming up. Oh, there it is. There. Outlaw of Gore. Later. Stop trying to update my fucking phone. Oh no way. Thing he's in it as well. Jack Plants. Who's that again? Oh mate, I can't see that. No, it was the. The other bad guy in the first Batman movie, no Jack Nicholson, like the head gangster. Oh, no way. Jack Plance, Um He was in it. But 2.3 out of 10. I can't believe that. 2.3 out of 10, mate. You need to send me that. Oh, my fucking God. It is directed by John Bud Cardos. Right. And it's based on a novel. Let's read it. Right. An Earthman returns to the planet gore and fights against tyranny. Better known as Outlaw, to those of you that watch the TV show, Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Okay. I love that. Okay, so it must have been a bit in that and then they've made it into a movie. It's about a beefy blonde. <laughs> Hello! And his oily friend. What? Watney. They are teleported by a rose quartz ring. Yes. Oh my God. Because the elder, who has no name, just called the elder thinks that Zeno the priest is clearly a drunk Jack Palance. So Oliver Reed must not be in this. Wait, yeah, I know I've replaced fucking Jack Palance with Oliver Reed. I don't know how I've done that. Um, how the mind works? Absolutely. Cabot, well, does that come for? Kills nothing for such intrigue, just the princess, as he remarks, "Ooh la la." my god what the fuck the elder is off though it's the queen who wants the throne for her own naturally Wante is seduced by the queen to implement Kabot for the murder of the king i don't remember any of this mate i just remember the guy's got glasses his ring takes him back he punches fucks he punches fuck out somebody and he goes back to his in time and gets Aye. the bird and like the own time, like the whole premise of the thing is, he's trying to get this woman. She doesn't like him. He goes away. He comes back. He's no gets glasses. He's built a tank and, and she wants him again. Yeah. 2.3 out of 10 on IMDb, that must, mate. I
1: wonder what the worst rated film is. I'm sure we'll be able to find I out. really struggle. You know how people love The Room? Have you ever watched The Room? I have not, mate, no. Um, that's probably been voted one of the greatest films of all time, but it's like really shit. And people watch it ironically, and they cheer you on it and stuff. I can't do it,
0: mate. The room. I'll double check. Uh-huh. We we'll need to check out. What do you make of the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee biopic? Do you know? I'm not
1: a fan of them, right? But see, looking at the posters, I'm like that. They
0: look. They look it they looks look, good, they man. They look exactly like them. Yeah. Don't they, mate. Why do you not like uh, the bold Pammy and Tom?
1: Like, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Like, I'm sure it'll be good, whoever plays them. But The Room is a 2003 film, right? It's a romance drama. It's no way. 3.7 out of 10. 9%, uh, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I'm dyslexic, man. The director's a guy called Tommy Wasu. Right. Wasu. Wasu. Um, they made... They remade the film, The Room and... Uh, it's called The Disaster Artist and it's James Franco and Dave Franco and Seth Rogen and Zach Efron's in it, right? But The right. Room is this weird guy. He says he's American, but he's no American. He's got a fucking Romanian accent. Right. The Room is a 2003 American independent drama film written, produced, and directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's a feature Len film, right? He's made himself the main character. Who has? Tommy Basu. <laughs> he's like okay. a guy with a fucking six pack. He's got long black jet dyed hair. Mm. He's the type of guy that will be like, I don't dye my hair. I right. think he said he was for Alabama or something. Right. And during this film, you're just like, this guy, how's he getting so much money for this film? So I think he's like a, a millionaire for Romania that's just appeared in america and even when i think james franco won an award for playing him in the disaster artist right and uh, tommy went to talk into the mic and they're like don't you're not even allowed to speak into the mic wow so uh but there's like really long obviously he's made himself the the love interest (laughs) So there's this scene in the room right. that he's having sex with somebody, and I swear to God, man, it is like Fuck. a twenty minute long sex scene and it is so cringe and embarrassing that I don't even know why the console being That's creepy, man. Uh, cancelled. Cancelled. How do you have you never heard it then? No, mate. Mate, it's like one of those ones see any time it's shown at the cinema, it will sell it and people just go and laugh at how shit it is. Right, but it's so bad it's good almost. Aye. Right, but I don't agree with that, I think it's Just shit. like, it's just terrible. But the disaster artist is good. But you're saying, what's the best, worst kind of film you like? I know it's a comedy, and it is really funny. It's called
0: uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Superb, mate. Weird Al yeah. weird Yankovic, is it, that wrote that? No. No? No. What was the one? Oh, no, sorry. What was the one he did? I'm not too sure. Right, Sorry. Could you check that, though? Aye. Because I'd be interested. Right. Tell me about Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, because it's a fucking classic, mate. It's an absolute classic.
1: Kung Pao, Enter the Fist is this guy. I'll just double check. I don't want to uh, ruin
0: it. Is it no that... Oh, fuck, man. Is it no the dude that was in... That played fucking Thing Man, Wayne's World that's in Kung Pao? Steve Oderick. That's the
1: director and the writer. Right a very, very well-respected and talented stand-up comedian and writer in America that seems to have... He's not really made it. Is right? He's
0: another one that he's made himself the main character?
1: Aye. He's the chosen
0: one. So, What's but up with he... These cunts? I think he
1: wrote, like, um, Yes Man, and he's done a lot of stuff on Jim Carrey. Right, okay. He, he seems to be the go-to guy. He also wrote Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. Right, aye, aye, aye. Really? Do uh-huh. you remember nothing aye, to I lose? I remember nothing to lose. Do you remember a scene in it when they're when they're robbing the safe and they're hiding under a desk? See the security guard when the radio breaks? They, the security guard starts dancing to the radio. Aye. That's him.
0: Right, okay. So,
1: I mean, people love him, mate, but I don't know why he's not, like, massive. So, anyway, Kung, Kung Pao, Pao is this guy. He's took say a hundred old school japanese asian films that are all cratty, and he's edited them all together right and then he's placed himself as the main character in amongst all these old school um asian films it is just so fucking silly and stupid i watched it recently and there's parts of it you're like oh the graphics
0: are terrible and right, stuff right
1: it's funny as fuck, mate. It's, aye. it's just hilarious. What do you remember it?
0: I remember the bit where he's got the fucking, like the Beaver Munchucks. Aye. And, and just, it, it's just taking the piss out of Bruce Lee and, and all that sort of like that. these things that take themselves seriously, but they're almost like parody themselves when you watch back at them. Aye. So his, his voice is dubbed. Um, that's right. Very, aye. very funny, man. Super, that's in that sort of, I think, I've got a few movies at that time. And one of them's that UHF. That's the Weird Al Yankovic. See if you've not seen that. Um, it's it's terrible, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Like it's what it's in that sort of like so bad it's good. Uh-huh. UHF, it's called. It's so like basically like Weird Al Yankovic, and he just there's just mental shit happens. Just kind of like you know, zany. You know yeah. like that type of thing. I would put a Naked Gun. The second Naked Gun movie, into that that was one of my sort of like with that, and things like the Toxic Avenger, aye, aye. Um, even early horror movies like Swamp Thing and, and shit like that, where you're just yeah. kind of like, this is so terrible. Toxic Avenger's is a good one. I loved a horror called Basket
1: Case. Oh, Basket Case, a classic, mate.
0: Is that no uh, Peter Jackson? No, that is bad taste. Bad taste. Get all these mixed up, mate.
1: I've changed my opinion on Bad Test. I remember watching it when I was younger, and I thought it was shit. Right. I watched that again recently, and I was like, "Nah, I liked that." It. Ah, it's a classic, mate. Yeah. That Same with like brain damage and all that.
0: Hundred um, percent. Reanimator. Yes. Um, fuck, mate. Pet cemetery. Well, I loved all these when I was I a wee guy, mate. Well. I loved that as well. I
1: See all the them. second Pet cemetery? That's a belter, I know.
0: I've only ever seen it a couple of times when I was younger, but I remember like loving the second one as well as the first one, and yeah. then. Evil Dead, like you bring all of these, like, sort of classic horror B movies into it, mate. I think they're lost, mate. I think they're gone forever. Yeah. Like, even when we were we. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. Well, when I, I'm I'm older than you, but when I was young, VHS would just kick about. People would be like, oh, have you seen this? It's gone now, mate. Yeah. Like, if it's no Netflix, and even still good movies like that go into Netflix and just get lost in the mirada fucking shite that's yeah. on there, you know? People don't... The reason that I loved like, Toxic Avenger, like, I'll, I'll tell you my, my thing, right? I had my own VHS collection. It was about 10 strong, right? Wait till you hear this. Eclectic collection There was... The three original Star Wars movies, because I'm obsessed with Star Wars, that's why there's a Star Wars Blu-ray box set in the background on the shelf. Amazing. I'm obsessed with the the original trilogy of Star Wars. The rest of it, I can take it or leave it. But the original trilogy, um, that, then I had Maestro, the Paul McStay <laughs> documentary, Toy Story, Lady in the Tramp, Naked Gun 2, was it two and a half naked gun? Two and a half, <sighs> Fuck, man. I'm starting to get Con Air, amazing, Evil Dead, Toxic Avenger. And um, uh, I'm missing one male. I had the first Turtles movie, they were see that collection of like videos that I had. I watched all of them at least 20 30 times, and I think that's when you actually love something. Mm-hmm. See the way like you watch your favorite movie there's bits of it that you know that nobody else even fucking notices you just you're obsessed with it you're like pure i find this wee tiny bit hilarious like see sometimes mate i watch a movie and i find the way somebody's face is like my missus does a nut when i'm like rewinding it howling gone wait look at his face when he says this word yeah. and i find it fucking hilarious and i think that that's lost now because there's so much choice people watch something once Maybe twice and then that's it. It's gone. It's gone. You don't get pure obsessed with movies. Because I've noticed that...
1: I don't know if it's the way that cameras were made back in the day, but see, when you watched a VHS film, see the kind of c- cinematography, I've noticed that that's different for a horror film. Like, so Pet Cemetery is, mm-hmm. is very much get its own look and style and colour. You know, it's not even... I'm not even talking about story. I'm talking about visually. Aye. It's visually different and it looks beautiful and it's odd and everything's so like crisp and clear. And mm-hmm. you know, there's just something kind of, I think there's something missing well, from modern day
0: uh, yeah. film. See, what's Christopher Nolan has made popular this sort of like Greek dull like the way inception or the batman the bat that batman trilogy that he did Uh everybody's just copied and pasted that it's the same with the soundscaping the pure boom, like no like music but just like noises happening Uh everybody's just kind of done that it's really cool and the first time that i've seen a christopher nolan movie you're like that looks and sounds incredible but it kind of that feels like people have just went i want to do that so every movie now will have the black magic 6k cameras and it'll look like a christopher nolan thing and I'm with you, mate. Everything's just very generic. Yeah. Looks the same, sounds the same. But TV's different now. Stranger Things has got its same style. And yeah. it's saying, you know what I mean? I think TV's took over for that, like, real artistic expression. And now everything's just a Marvel movie. Yeah, It's like a movie, you Which know what I Which mean? I find
1: quite boring. <clears throat> I'd
0: still go and watch them, but
1: it's getting boring. I just finished Ozark the other night. Um, four is, that, is that Four Seasons? Four right. Seasons, very, very good, um, really good. Um, there's a guy in it called Kevin Johnson, Kevin L. Johnson. I think I've told you this, he's a smaller part in Ozark, mm-hmm. one of the smaller characters in it, but he he was on my first podcast that I'd done uh, at the start of, yeah, the start of lockdown, I, I did 10 podcasts in the house and he came on as a guest. Through Zoom? <laughs> I froze him. I think he thought I was like a big time podcaster. Aye. <laughs> You're like pure. So he's like yeah, um, Bobby Scott Squad, sending I, him your press shots and other. Like, what Scott Squad? And he was saying, Do you know Peter Mullen? I was like, No,
0: but I know his brother. Um I seen Peter Mullen walking down Sucky Hill Street the whole day, mate. Aye. Aye, mate. I didn't have the boss to go up to him, which is usually strange for me. Usually I would just be pure like yeah. one time I seen Chick Young in Millport and I was walking by him. I was with my missus, and I just went, Chick, high five, and he high fived me. My missus was pure. Do you know him? And I was like, Chick Young. She was like, Who's Chick Young? And, and he like, high fived you. I fucking high five me. Lad. Legend. Um there's one time somebody called bullshitting on, on Twitter with us where somebody had said such and such, it was a guy who played for Celtic, Josh, something. He was like a young player in Thompson. You know, well remembered, me, And I was on a flight back through Birmingham for Virgin Media or London. And uh, I sat next to him and I spoke to him. And he was telling, give me an update on his injury. And I seen somebody tweeting on Twitter, such and such. Oh, he's gone about for a while. And I said to him, well, I sat next to him on a flight and sp- spoke away to the boy. He was just like, I'm a Celtic fan. You're doing well, whatever. Um, and he and he said that his recovery's gone well and it should be a couple of weeks. And they were basically like, you talk so much shit. And I was like, no, I'm being serious. And the guy's like, who has the confidence to just talk to somebody like that on a plane? And I was like, I, me? me, sorry. I talk to strangers. If I was sitting myself, on a flight, I would talk to a stranger. But I um I usually have this a bit of confidence. Like I seen Tom Rogic at the end of last season, um, up at Kelvin Grove Park and he was on crutch season. I went up to him because I thought he was going to leave and I was like, ah, listen, Tom, kept my distance, went, listen, Tom, mate, we've had a terrible year. What well, I want you to know, like I always remember that Hamden, that goal against Aberdeen, and you're a legend, mate. Whatever happens during the summer. And he was like, Thanks very much, mate. But for some reason I seen Peter Mullin. and Katie's he he's hood up he seemed a bit like I see Frankie Boyle a lot. I don't talk to him. Yeah. So he seemed a bit like trying to hide himself away, and I think if you see that, you could get it. Maybe, get the vibes. I, get, aye, maybe I got the vibe. Don't don't. I've go had that
1: him. with Frankie Boyle once. Uh, I think I've. I i do not know if I'm repeating myself on this podcast, but I did stand up one night frankie at red raw in glasgow i was comparing that and i introduced him to the stage right. talking away about five asides and just having a laugh and all that and then i went to the cinema the next day and he walked past us in the cinema and i was like all right mate and he'd done that and walked away Does i was like what you? the fuck i'd like to think he never recognized all me right. but if he did recognize me i was like
0: all right nice so. one frankie he's a strange one isn't he yeah i mean i won't get
1: into it too much he's very funny He's hilarious. I don't want No, he's he's
0: he's he's hilariously funny. He's a great comedian, but I find his public persona slightly strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it as much as I don't agree that you know blah blah blah. But if you if you pursue celebrity, something like it's kind of like a coal miner going down and going, I don't oh, I don't like coughing. Yeah. and it's like you you kind of signed up to that. Like and and he wouldn't be giving you a high five. He'd probably try and punch you in the face, but I'd fucking give him one back. (laughs) No, Frankie Boyle's like an absolute Glasgow, Scotland, British comedy legend, mate, and I love his stand-up. But I just always find it strange where people pursue fame and then get it and go, don't come up to me. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. Each to their own. I'm no slagging the guy, but I'm just, I find it quite perplexing when it's like, ah, I don't want attention. Yeah. Why are you a comedian then? You Know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Go and write jokes for other people. That's what, if you don't want to be the public face yet, like, or for go fuck's and sake. just
1: get a fucking normal job. But, right, uh, Peter Mullen, man, I love Peter Mullen, it's always something being in the back of my head. See his style of film. That's, I would love to make a film like that uh-huh. just raw, dark, such a talented guy i remember i get nominated for a bat it was a scottish new talent bafta did you mate? years ago i when i first started in scott squad it was Superb. like darren connell i get nominated we went there and i think whoever won got a part in one of these films and another one and the part was only a wee it was one line in one of these films right and i was fucking devastated
0: because
1: he wasn't there and i wanted the chance to speak to him and i've never met him but he is if anybody says like who's your hero peter mullen what's your favorite role do you know i loved it's really 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 grim though uh tyrannosaur you seen that no really grim right he did i think he directed it um i'm just gonna do a quick google search there's uh an all-star cast as well. You'll know her name. She's I think she's won an Oscar.
0: Right. How the fuck do you spell Tyrannosaur? Just put Peter Mullen on the IMDB, mate. Is it Tyrannosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex?
1: I don't know. Cause I'm dyslexic. <laughs>
0: Red group. Peter Mullen. I mean, I loved Ned's as well, but that's only a film that I can watch once as well. Aye, I think mine's his mother superior. I think he's he's not in trainspotting a lot, uh-huh. but it's her unforgettable part. Yeah, you know, like um, and that flat, mate. I'd been in so many flats like that back in calm time, onto mother superior's flat and uh trainspotting. Aye, I'd been in a few of them, mate. Um, Fuck, he was in Ozark as well. I met Peter Mullin. He was a, ba- he was a bad guy, in, or he was like the gangster guy. Went to season yeah. one. Uh, I've only ever watched season one and two. Um, he's in Westworld as well, man. He's he's in, he's in demand.
1: We'll go back to you being in flats like that in a minute, right? Yeah, but okay. there's a, there's another great film he's in. It's called Hector. Hector has been living on the motorway for years. Um, he's homeless, and uh, it's about a homeless Scottish guy in England. Very very good. Um, Sunshine and Leaf. Fucking hell. Well done, son. Uh, Tyrannosaur. 2011. Director was Paddy Constantine. Who's he? Paddy Constantine. The guy in Dead Man's Shoes. The main actor in it.
0: The guy that plays the guy f- that comes back for the. Right. Is that the his name? Right. Constantine. What? Constantine. Is it? Constantine. Const- Con- i don't know mate <laughs> paddy i think the both of us are dyslexic I, oh i'm dyslexic mate are you i mate, i get diagnosed with dyslexia in uni
1: fucking hell
0: i went through school thinking i was an idiot right so paddy wrote it and he directed it <laughs> Paddy. i know paddy i'm talking he's my
1: best mate the story of joseph a man plagued by violence and a rage that is driving him to self-destruction um Joseph's Joseph's life spirals into turmoil. A chance at redemption appears in the form of Hannah. So Hannah's in a relationship with her husband. Her husband is a violent domestic abuser, right? Right, okay. She snaps and has a mental breakdown in Peter Mullen's characters in between it. I don't want to spoil it, right? But the actress, where is she? It is Olivia Colman.
0: Oh, right. Aye, she's a
1: fucking badass. all-star fucking film cast but that's my type of shit that right. uh, if Peter, if anybody knows Peter Mullin and is listening to this, can you tell him that I love him?
0: Aye. I, I love him. So back to the crack dens in East End of Glasgow. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you ever been in a crack den?
0: Well, I've been in heroin dens. Have you? Aye, for sure, mate. Have you ever took heroin? No, mate. Have you been offered it? Um, no. I don't think so technically i probably have inhaled like i w- used to go up the closest and you would smell at like death and there would be cunts tooting smack i'm um, smoking smack after foil and um, there was one time i was in a car Um me and my brother-in-law used to do deliveries and there was a guy used to hang about and he was a notorious sort of he was a nice guy he wasn't a bad guy like he wasn't like stabbing anybody, mugging anybody but he wanted a lift up to royston or whatever, and we stopped at Vessel Garage, and they started to smacking the back of the motor, and I, like, jumped out the motor, and I felt a bit sick and stuff. So I probably have inadvertently inhaled Was it a fumes. smell? Was it, like,
1: a disinfectant kind of smell?
0: Genuinely, mate, it sent every... The smell sent every fucking warning receptor in my body off. It made me go run. Like, it genuinely did. smell like Death Man. It smelled like somebody was dying. It was, like, a horrible chemically fucking like ammonia something like that yeah. mate i just everything in my body went get to f- and i just jumped out the motor my brother and lock him back out and dragged him out the motor but um i so probably have inadvertently but the one story that i did have about um was a guy who that I hung about weight and mm. i think i was too young to really know that he's mondauer more more heroin addicts mm. they were that age maybe about well where was i, I was in a high end of calentine so it was before i was moved when i was nine so it was pre nine year old so yeah. it was like a wee boy you know you're kind of like stupid don't really know what's going on and um he was like do you want to come up his grandpa died with him and his grandpa flew do's uh, he's windy so he had the does in cages under the bed I so do, huh? aye, mate do's <laughs> you ever seen them doing the, the call Goop. Aye. um so he's, he's grandpa had like a, I do So he was like, do you want to come up and see the, the, the pigeons and your big guy. Like, oh, are you all right? And went in and there was no carpets. It was like bare floorboards. There was like shit everywhere. Wow. It was one of the houses where if he was like, do you want to drink? You'd be like, "No, I'm all right. And there was yeah. beans oil, the flare, like he's clearly no cleaning up and cooking. But when we were in the house, the Polish raided the house. Wow. And there was a toddler. And I remember now, I'm not going to say names, right? Just nobody's got to fucking listen to this anyway. They're probably not going to indeed. but Aye. um, none of them have got phones. I remember, <laughs> <fuck's> sake. <laughs> classism from kidding. So put that in the daily record. I remember stuff getting stuffed doing this toddler's nappy. That's my memory as getting into the house, like, oh, you know, look at the, the birds, and then like a bang, and obviously the fucking um. The, the police of like burst into the house and, and I remember they were stuffing stuff into the Wayne's nappy and putting the Wayne into the pram. That's what I, I remember like vividly and I'm wondering I wonder it must have been drugs mate. It must yeah. have been and you know, no naming names. They were there were drug dealers. Like yeah. they were they were dealing and taking. Like that was the norm. Like the 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 three or four guys I remember that were the big smack dealers in Carl were all heroin addicts. Yeah. So they were like using and sort of dealing at the same time. But this house, mate, the smell of pish, and you know, you think you've got it bad, and then yeah. you go back like so bad that the guy that I was with one day played in the same football team, played for a football team called Carlton Victoria. And this was years later. I accidentally picked up his school shirt, and when I took it home, my mom bleached it. Wow. And then took it back room, And I remember my mom shouting at his mom. Holy fuck. That's how bad the clays were. My mom was like, I can't believe it. like basically it was like what the fuck has happened to your shirt that's stinking a shit and there's blood on it and all and I was like I don't know I don't I don't know and then she's like that's not your shirt and I've, I've picked up the wrong shirt <sighs> my mother fucking like boiled bleached washed this shirt and took fuck. it back run took me run and was shouting at his at the front door mate so that's some of the some of the shit that when I was young mate like uh stepping over people that were had needles hanging out their arms, getting up to mates who and stuff like that, that, I, I was cutting about, I mean, I was born in 83. So I was like, when that story, I'm telling you, that was 1991. Yeah. Like pre Tony Blair, like John, I think John Major, Margaret Thatcher, like Glasgow was a shithole mate yeah. an absolute shithole. And we were getting into closes where, there was genuinely people lying, ODing on the close steps. You know, i am not being like, that was a daily occurrence. Not at all, but I definitely yeah, fucking it's seen part, it. Yeah, part of- I know people that were the same age as me that died of heroin overdoses. Yeah. And my sister, who's four years older than me, just about four years older than me, she had a full generation of people that got wiped out in that scheme yeah. through the fucking terrible atrocity that was heroin in the late 80s early 90s it's
1: part of your life mate it's like it's no uh you're not saying it as like bragging why would you brag about that it's heartbreaking it's fucking terrible i was ne- traumatized by shit about like that mate nobody wants to see it um i'll tell you a story about heroin with me um i won't name the guy but this is what obviously heroin's terrifying right everybody knows it's scary mm-hmm. but this is the see when i was an alcoholic you'd think i'd probably take that then i heard this story and i'm like nah fuck that man right, okay so i know a couple of comedians that have took heroin right right smoked it and one guy i will not name him because i love him right told me about the process of smoking heroin and i swear to god man see just standing looking at this guy talk about smoking heroin it was like somebody talking about being in love with somebody right and in a- it was like a prisoner, it was like an army guy going away to war, writing a love letter about his fucking lover. Right. I swear to God, mate, his eyes glazed over. He's talking about the process of smoking it. And I'm like, holy fuck. Even though he wasn't addicted, he was still like, an addict. Still, I mean, talking about it, you're like, wow, man, that's mm-hmm. scary. In my head, because everybody's took Coke and Ekis and all that, I'm like, I've never thought that about Ekis or Booze or. It seems like, we, I mean, what the fuck do I know? I've never took it, right? Coke and ekkies and booze seems to get you physically addicted. I think smack gets you your soul addicted. Aye. Like, it does something to your soul mm-hmm. that I'm like, I would not fuck with that, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if anything is genuinely claimed to be better than sex, Oh. You know, what I mean, I've took a, I've took a fair amount of coke, and I've took a fair amount of ecies in my time, but I've never ever thought I would swap my life for this. Yeah. You know, I think it's a very very different thing, and it's an opioid. It's opium. You know, it's like yeah. Um. So, I mate, that scares a shit out of me.
1: I remember being a young man when I was depressed and stressed. Um, I was taking Valium. I've never took it often, but I've started to take it to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. But when you start to abuse things, you realize it doesn't help you. And then it's like a fake sleep. It's not a real sleep. So a short story about Valium, right? I remember getting some off my friend and I took it with a cup of tea in my bed. I went to bed uh, fully clothed, I think, and I woke up the next day under the bed and i was completely naked and i was like what the fuck happened mm-hmm. like just didn't did you retrace even, your steps i didn't even know what happened was That's... it like the hangover what the Glasgow version <laughs> no, of the hangover? it was just under my bed like curled up in a bar <laughs>
0: right had you left your <laughs> room already no oh, right, i thought you were gonna tell me that you'd been fucking out wandering about or something and or fuck's sake my man. pal took
1: us to a roll shop for we getting rolls in mm-hmm. the morning and uh, i remember being in the roll shop and i was wearing my tracky tap and a pair of denims and the tracky was tucked into the denims and i was like looking at the menu and i was like ah, all right um can <laughs> i get two quarter pounders with cheese and onion it was like half nine in the morning and my <laughs> mate was like ah, look at the fucking nicky you you can't i was like but i'm taking them to help me sleep and I, I don't know if it was in my room or his house, but he, he snatched them off me and he fucking crunched them up. But see, as he was crunching them up, I was like fucking Smeagol. I was like, I, no, <laughs> I need it for sleep. Oh,
0: so I'm glad
1: so. that was a short um, experience Aye, life. Mate, Wow. So if that shitty two pound Valiums that are doing that, what the fuck is that Street
0: Valiums that you were taking as well, man. I think it was Street Valiums. Oh, mate, they're killing sh- cunts now, man. Yeah people are Over overdosing right blue Aye, blues i mm-hmm. so they're devastating mate you've seen you see guys that have previously been heroin addict they'll fucking gub handfuls of allium you know yeah. what i mean man and so it's it's
1: it's d- when they say oh how come addicts can drink yazoo and they're always talking about yazoo take a couple of alliums and you'll you'll understand 'Cause when I'm following them, I'm like, oh, I want something creamy, man. You feel like, oh, creamy sauce, man, use something with honours of sauce on it. <laughs> you you won't understand until you take a blow. You're like, oh Yazoo.
0: Fucking a Yazoo, man, oh, a banana flavoured yazoo. <laughs> I was just about to say, see if it's the banana one, man, get it in the bin. The <laughs> <laughs> fucking banana yazoo, man. It's fucking that's what? rank, man. Uh how long have we done? Nearly an hour, mate. Nearly an hour? No don't even need the notes i know as far i've
1: got hundreds of shit there um, i mean we won't go on too long but it's weird talking about drugs and valium and all that mate i've been back fasting um i'll let you know how long i've done i've got a weird odd buzz about me the day man i think it's about your yeah, fasting buzz and banana yuzu <laughs> <laughs> banana high, <laughs> uh, banana man <laughs> That's Where the cool. fuck's my fasting app on this, man? I feel like a grander that's doing a podcast. No wonder I'm at my tits. 21 hours, 44 minutes and 16 seconds. What time did you last eat? I last ate at 17.47 last night. Fuck. Because I was gigging last night and I didn't know what I to eat too close to the gig. And then by the time I got up the road, I missed my window. But I ate enough. It's weird, though. It's weird because it's your mind... I had two amazing meals last night with two protein bars, plenty of calories. But at certain points, you're just sitting. You're like, "Why am I not eating? Nothing today. with hunger. Uh-huh. Like, and plus, I'm carrying a lot of weight right now. So when you're fasting, it's fucking easy, man. When you're yep. carrying the chunk,
0: your body just starts eating itself.
1: Aye, so that's why I'm like euphoric cocaine, cocaine high right now because oh, my titties are burning. I'm fasting.
0: Aye, but uh, I'll probably break the fast soon, mate. Fucking all free. Aye, mate. I would do it. I wouldn't fast for too long, mate. Yeah. I I'll, I fast every day, mate. I do at least sixteen hours. That's at least. Sometimes I go forty-eight. Sometimes I've went seventy-two. And pushed it, but. I don't know. The benefits for me are like mental clarity. So yes. you're talking about you feel kind of like sharp. You feel like really aware. Uh huh. And also. It's a good way to manage your weight. I mean, I've had people being like, intermittent fasting's an eating disorder and stuff like that. I'm like, really? You really want to see an eating disorder? I'll show you a fucking eating disorder. I don't think that, I don't see it like that at all. It's just, I mean, I've not had a cold or a flu in like four year. Yeah. I've been fasting for four years. Yeah. So it's something about your immunity. Um, I know that I read something on building immune. Re- like immunity resistance like so that your immune system is really strong and that would really sort of like speak to me in a way because my missus will drop down with a cold and i'll feel lethargic and then a couple of days later i feel fine and yeah. she's always like that's you getting a cold and i think that there's there's a load of benefits mate and it and the weight will drop off you as well man i'm sure you're finding that you're pushing like a racehorse
1: uh yes pissing like a racehorse uh going to the toilet better as well number twos one big shite a day man yep but I tell you another thing I've done it many times right see the first time I did it I lost four stone and then the second time I done it it maintained a weight but see over Christmas I put a lot of weight on o- over Christmas right mm-hmm. and I couldn't fit into my jacket mm-hmm. and I put my jacket on today and I was like ah no, don't get me wrong it's still a bit neat but mm-hmm. I'm like it fits me and I'm like I I've only been doing it for a week and don't get me wrong i've not been eating pure clean i've not been to the gym i've been too busy to go to the gym mm. that's just fasting i'm like oh my clothes, my clothes are feeling a bit better but i it's addictive it makes you feel it makes you appreciate food more, and uh it's easy
0: should try omad One meal a day. Uh And try and get your, whatever your maintenance calories, whatever it is, what you, like 2000 calories or something like that? So I'm using my prep meals, which is
1: like 480 calories a meal. I could eat two of them as my one meal. Easy. 800 calories. It is a fucking shift to eat one meal, by the way. See, because you think like a pizza, a cheese pizza is a thousand calories and it's shite. There's nothing on it. Mm -hmm. A plain cheese pizza. These meals,
0: which is like, nearly 500 calories that's fucking nothing man do you want me to tell you what i had last night i did omad so one meal i Aye. i had one meal last night it was a cross and a an array of foods but my maintenance cam six five and a hundred kilos right Women out all
1: right i'm oh, sorry, so sorry i'm six foot five hundred kilos Aye. so
0: my maintenance calories are like three and a half thousand calories so that's good you know i can eat <laughs> i can eat food like that last night i had a chicken caesar salad we four eggs, two slices of black pudding, oh. two scoops, uh, tuna mayo with onion and hot sauce on I'm the side. Me. And then I had, um, a bowl of raisins, like yogurt covered raisins, like a wee sort of bowl of them with gluten free Pringles, what like a half tub of gluten free Pringles. And that was like three and a half thousand calories. But I, I ate that once sitting, mate. And I could have kept eating. I can eat, man. I should do competitive eating, I think. Amazing. I'm a bottomless fucking pit. Do but you know? That, the size of that meal was like. And you massive. Like aye. the site went across the full table and I just sat and ate it in one go. See, I have done one meal a day. Um, right. I did it at the first
1: lockdown, right? But I don't know if it was because, see, during the lockdown, you're just living a lockdown life. There's nothing else today. Mm-hmm. I became totally obsessed with that. Like, just eating one meal a day for me was a bit boring. I'd done it and I managed it, but I'm like, no, nah, man, I love cups of tea
0: and all that. You could have a cup of tea. Do you still drink tea? Uh, no, I don't, but you could fucking do that, man. Aye. Like, a, a spot of milk and
1: whatever, a sweetener. Aye, because last night I had a pint of soda water at the gig with cranberry in it, and my fucking mentally ill brain was like, you're breaking a fast.
0: No, man, don't be like, doing that. Stupid. There's, there's like levels to it, like, you're allowed to have coffee. Uh there's calories in coffee yeah you're allowed to have black tea i would if somebody was to say oh having what would constitute like a spot of milk and your tea's breaking your fast i'd be like you're doing it wrong yeah that's too far no you're in an eating disorder do you know what i mean like yeah but don't just limit you know like sometimes i'll i'll have a like a coconut milk latte like a small coconut milk latte which is genuinely get like 45 calories in it mate yeah that is not breaking a fast it's just not doing it. It's like Aye. tiny amounts of calories, you know what I mean? Do you like, know what you're going to eat tonight? Um, No. Hmm. No, no yet. Okay. Did that sound good, that meal? Yeah. It was fucking banging, mate. My missus makes a great salad. You like tuna, don't you? I love tuna. I love eggs. I love chicken. I love black pudding. I love bacon. I love... That's... It's not all that I love, but that's like... <laughs> this staple in my fucking diet. <laughs> Salmon. Um... It's not that healthy. It's not clean. Like, I'm having chicken Caesar salad. There's hundreds of salad dressing on yeah, there.
1: And hot but, sauce and all that. What but, about that hot sauce that you've got? The spicy hot holy sauce? Holy
0: shit, mate. Oh, my God. Me, I'm getting so horny, good. man. So good. I mean, it literally took the mouth clean off me. I had a numb... My lips were numb for about four hours after I had it. And I had a cap full of it. Oh, my God. And a bowl of ramen that was the size... as like the bowls are at like that size. So, that was what I had the night before. I had um, <clears throat> steak ramen... Uh-huh. way long stem broccoli two boiled eggs that was like my one meal that i had and then i had a dessert which was a gluten-free something and because i eat gluten-free right okay right, let's wrap up so i fast. i
1: actually forget i was doing a podcast there man talking about food look guys thank you so much for the support i just want to give a big shout out to merchant city medical again um I'm telling you, don't hold back. If you want something done, get it done. Everybody gets it done. It's 2022. Don't give a fuck what anybody says. Pay a wee deposit and pay it up, and you'll you'll have sexy hair like me. Um, I get my fucking eyebrows threaded and everything. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm a skinny ride and a day hunter's a shagging. Sometimes I'm fat as fuck. You've got teeth. So, um, if you's enjoying my podcast, please like and share. Um, it's the only way we can keep doing this and if you like my stuff you can donate a coffee through the coffee app you can follow me on Twitter, add me on Facebook follow me on Instagram, you can find me put Darren Connell into the Apple podcasts and you'll find Straight White Whale. Um, your support is appreciated, thank you very much Whoopi Goldberg Mel Gibson, God bless see you next week ah Go stab. Oh. ah